Good morning, my friends. How are y'all today? Are you good? Well, I had a Monday that lasted approximately 14 days. So I think we're going to start this time in our chapel with just a moment of quiet to center ourselves on what God might have in store for us today as we spend time with God. So let's take a moment, take a deep breath, and then let it out. Close your eyes. And in your mind, imagine your favorite place to be with God. And for just a moment, just sit with God in that space. God, draw our hearts and our minds and most importantly, our attention to whatever your spirit wants us to hear today. Um, If that's here in chapel, if that's in our classes or walking across campus, God, make us very aware of your presence. In your son's name I pray. Amen. So a lot of you are new and you don't know me already. Uh, My name is Shannon Raines, and I teach in the Bible department. I'm the children's ministry professor, which is important for you to know because I'm going to talk some about children's spiritual formation, surprise, surprise, as we talk about this particular topic. I love that this topic this semester is wonder. That is something I talk about all the time with kids. In fact, if you can remember when you were a little kid, you can probably remember things that you wondered over. How many of you remember walking along a sidewalk and seeing a huge puddle and jumping in that puddle and just watching the water scatter? And it sprinkles around and it ripples in that puddle. And you may have been two or three and your moms and dads may have been pretty upset because you're getting all wet. But that didn't matter because you just experienced the wonder of God's world. Or maybe you heard these big theological concepts that all of us grown-ups now that you're a grown-up, might have trouble understanding, such as, like, God is everywhere all the time. God is with us and with everyone else. Like, that's a big concept. How can we possibly understand that? But whenever you're a little child and you still have this ability to wonder, to imagine, you don't really question it. You just accept it. Surely God's with us all the time. Today, we're going to experience and we're going to explore the gift of wonder that God's given us, each and every one of us. And a lot of us may be feeling like we're missing that gift of wonder in our life, so we're going to discuss that for a moment, too. So we're going to center ourselves on Psalms 139, a psalm that David wrote. He says, You have searched me, Lord. As you know me, you know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God is so connected to our lives that God knows us. God knows our thoughts, our character, what we want to say, what we want to do, where we will go. David marvels at this truth. And as he contemplates it, he's basically saying, while you know me, God, I have tried to know you. 
even though you're incomprehensible. What would you say about your relationship with God? Where did it begin? I often ask people, what is your earliest memory of God? And typically what they do is they give me their testimony, which is great. I love hearing their testimony of how they began a relationship with God, but that is a testimony of their response. What I'm trying to get at is what is their testimony of their meeting God, of being aware of God? So what would you say if someone asked you this? So I challenged them with that. For me, I have several memories of God. When I was very early, very young, uh, one of my favorites is I was in preschool. I lived out in the country, and I was swinging in my swing. I don't know how many of you had swing sets growing up. It's the most relaxing place in the world to be. We probably need to swing on them more often as grown-ups. And I'm swinging in my swing set, and I'm looking up at the sky, and I'm looking at this blue sky and all the clouds, and I'm just amazed by the whole thing. And I'm like, only God could have created this. And, yeah, I was raised in church, so at least I had a little bit of knowledge about somebody created this, so it must be God. At least I had that language. Not all of us get that language as preschoolers. But I remember that. And even to this day, when I go up to the mountains or out to my parents' house in the country, or when I go up to Pine Springs, you know, in the mountains where many of you have been, I love staring up at the night sky. And it just feels like it, you know, sucks me in into the bigness of God and to the wonder of this creation. It nudges me to think about this sense uh, of incomprehensible awe that's deep inside of me. The psalm continues with this. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. For the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. And in my love of the night sky, I often imagine sitting where David sat, under a sky unmarred by light pollution, marveling at God. And when David talked about the dark around him, it had to be much darker than you and I will ever know. Does a person need to be a God-fearer to marvel at creation in the way that David does? Here's your answer. Secular and religious researchers have asked adults, what is your earliest memory of transcendence or something, a higher power, something outside of yourself that you can't explain? And what they found is that every human has a capacity for wonder, even if they don't have faith. They may not have language, they may not have religion yet to explain what they're feeling, but they have a capacity for it, and they, in fact, do feel these experiences. They recall them often in times of trauma. They'll talk about a traumatic experience, and they'll say, but a calm, a sense of peace came over me that I can't explain. So when I train church leaders in children's ministry, I want to help them answer this question as well. Some of my students have done this before. I give them an activity to do. I give them some paper, and I give them some crayons. I turn down the lights in the classroom. I turn on some soft music. We have a time of centering ourselves with God just like we just did. Uh, and then I ask them, think back to the earliest memory you can recall of a sense of something beyond yourself, of peace, of transcendence. And then draw that. 
And the reason I have them draw it is because often we don't have words for those early memories, and so we can't just tell somebody about it. We have to access it in the only way our little child brains remember it. And so we draw it, and then we start telling each other what we remembered. And what we quickly find is most of us have had some experiences that we can recall much earlier in life than we even really thought we had memories for. Again, preschool, early years like that. And they pay attention to this feeling of all that's within them. So after a few attempts of reflecting on their childhood, uh, some it takes them a minute to really get the hang of reflecting back on childhood. But after a few attempts, they get it, and they're so surprised. David says in the psalm, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I, ma- when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days adorned for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If God created us for a relationship within the womb, why do we have such a hard time as adults cultivating that relationship? Wonder is a necessary ingredient of our spiritual lives. And our world is stealing it from us. Right there. I bet all of you have this somewhere pretty handy. If I asked you to hold it up, which I'm not asking you to do because you'll dig in your backpacks maybe, but I bet you all have it really close by. When I think about wonder, how often I use that word wonder, it is almost always associated with this. Check it out. I say things like, I wonder what kind of flower that is. Google. I wonder how many stars are in the universe. Okay, Google, and I get it out. I wonder how the earth was created. Google, hundreds of web pages pop up to give me the answer, and I scan through those pages. Those questions are answered, and I put the phone back in my pocket. And the quick fix knowledge hit steals moments of contemplation and wonder from my life. Not only that, Psalms, this psalm, expresses David's relationship with God. Social media has tried to solve our longing for relationship and connection with just a few apps. A 500-day Snapchat streak is confused with a real relationship, or a be-real picture is confused with involvement in somebody's life. I imagine some of us work harder on our online image than we do in developing relationships with the people that's sitting at the table across from us. This quick fix world that we live in leads to some interesting problems. David's world also had some interesting problems. The conclusion of this psalm says, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. David goes from praise and wonder and awe to they are trying to kill me. And by the way, God, I really, really love you. And I need you to step in and fix this for me. It's kind of a shocking moment in the psalm, right? I can't really say that I've been chased by bloodthirsty people. I hope that y'all can't say that either. I can say that I've tried to simulate that a few times on my little phone. There is an app called uh, Zombie Run. It may not be out anymore, but it was a few years ago when I was running half marathons. And I would put that app on, and you know what it does? It makes you think you're being chased by zombies. Like, you enter into this story, it makes you feel like you're being chased by zombies, which kind of feels a little weird, but did make me run faster. I really don't know what it feels like to be chased by anyone, except for my little app. But what I do know is I know how it feels to be chased by anxious thoughts, driven by judgment from others, unfair expectations I've put on myself. I worry about writing projects and work, and work, and even friends who are far away that this day is dealing with an unimaginable tragedy in their life. David seems to go from, you are so awesome, God, to, yo, I got some problems and I'm going to need you to solve those. It's a shocking turn in the psalm, but the last two verses also remind us of something else. David is responding to God. David is saying, God, you know me. I've worked to know you. I need you now, and I trust you. And that's the very point I want to leave you with today. It's that time of the semester that it starts to get really hard and really tiring. Some of you have told me that today, yesterday, last week. First-year students, if you didn't know, this is the point of the semester that you start thinking, this college life is really no joke. It's really hard. It only gets more challenging as the semester goes on. Your homework may feel like your enemies are chasing you, trying to steal away your life, or at least your social life. Your phones and media may be clamoring for your attention. Anxious thoughts kick into full gear. We get tired and cranky, and before long, our friend groups are tense and may be filled with drama. And you may have struggles even beyond school. So let's remember these things today from Psalm 139. God created you to know God. God gave you a sense of wonder to help you know and marvel at God. God is there for you, even when life is hard. And God wants you to respond in faith. God will meet you in the hard stuff. May you experience God's wonder today and tomorrow and throughout the rest of the semester. Go with God. You're dismissed.